what's up fam welcome back to another episode of the black girl fit files i am your host elijah what it do you guys what it do so happy juneteenth happy belated juneteenth slash happy independence day slash happy freedom day I really hope that you guys all took a moment yesterday to celebrate black people's freedom on that day, 154 years ago. It's a damn shame that that was only 154 years ago. You know, I put it in perspective when I was thinking about my school yesterday. I I am a graduate from Ohio State, go Bucks, and that school was founded in 1870, five years after the abolishment of slavery. It, I don't know. That just did something to my spirit, you know, because even up until the 1950s, black people weren't allowed to go into places. So I love my school. But back then, they probably wouldn't have even coughed my way. And it just this country just has so far to go. Actually, Juneteenth is about to become an official national holiday in Pennsylvania. So yay for PA for acknowledging it. Good job, guys. I see you. OK, we're not going down that road today. So I am so ecstatic, (laughs) overjoyed, elated, delighted. I'm using these words because some of y'all tried to play me because if you don't know, my favorite word is excited and I say it all the time, every episode. I'm upping my game. I thesaurus.com'd myself and looked up other words for excited. I'm ecstatic (laughs) because I'm getting ready to announce all of the retreats for Black Girls Poll 2020. So there are five retreats next year, you guys. It's, I'm, I'm just really excited. They should be really amazing. So you guys have to stay tuned because the first retreat actually drops on July 1st. (laughs) Okay, fine. All right. You know, I'm just going to tell you guys where the first retreat is because I'm, I like can't hold water. The first retreat is in Grand Cayman and it's next March. It's going to be dope as hell. I had to make a PSA about it uh, on the Black Girls Poll Instagram because the prices are going up, of course, next year. And some folks had a little attitude about it. Like, really? These retreats are expensive. They're so expensive to run. They're so expensive to operate. And it's just a lot of my time, my energy, my effort, my blood, my sweat, my tears, my moments of, you know what, I'm not doing this anymore. All of that goes into them. And full disclosure, I was just coming out of pocket a little too much. And my two homegirls, Mary and Danny, were like, uh, you need to stop playing yourself because these other non-pigmented retreats out here are like $2,700. Emoji, straight face. Yeah, right? Just stay tuned because the retreats are going up a little bit. <laughs> so, guys, I'm actually uh, by myself today, and today's topic is about wrist pain, wrist injuries, how to strengthen your wrist. I got an Instagram message from someone. Her IG name is Relentless Vixen, so I hope you're listening. And she actually asked if I could talk about wrist support uh, for pole dancing. She said, that certain pull moves strain her wrist when she's practicing and she just wants some tips to help her out. So I figured if she was asking, I know that there are plenty of other pole dancers and aerialists out there asking the same question. So I figured that I would just do an episode by myself on this. Um, I love this subject. If you don't know me, I am an anatomy nerd. My undergrad degree is in nutrition and exercise science and my master's, I have a master's of science in acupuncture. So all anatomy, all science, all the time. 
but besides like pole dancing and plants and my dog, I love anatomy and muscles. I think they're like the sexiest thing ever. I can talk about fascia all day. What is fascia? You're probably saying fascia is basically connective tissue or like sheets of connective tissue, uh, primarily made out of collagen and they're beneath the skin and they attach and stabilize and encase and separate all of the muscles and the internal organs. So I love all of that stuff. But wrist, being a pole instructor, you know, I've been a pole instructor for about 10, 11 years now here in New York City. I teach students from beginner who've never ever touched the pole before all the way up to advanced. I never really get wrist injuries unless I'm actually typing too much. And I think I just don't get them because I was a gymnast my whole life and I'm just really, really careful and I'm just really sure to have proper technique in my pole movement. I actually put on my Instagram stories so you guys can follow my Instagram stories. I'll uh, be showing you some of my favorite wrist exercises and what to do and what not to do on the pole. If you don't know my Instagram, it's at Delijah Amelia, D-A-L-I-J-A-H. A-M-E-L-I-A. All right. So before we even dive into pole moves, I know that a lot of you have desk jobs and you're sitting at your desk and you're typing for 8, 10, 12 hours a day. So before even getting to the pole, take a step back and look where you're spending most of your time, right? Like check in with your posture while you're sitting at your desk and you can do kind of the 90, 90, 90 check. Um, So the 90-90-90 check is your knee joints are at a 90 degree angle uh, with your feet planted flat on the floor. Your hip joints are at a 90 degree angle. You're not slouching in your chair. And then you want your elbows to be at a 90 degree angle, which is most important for the wrist because it's allowing your wrist to be as straight as possible. So if the elbows aren't at 90 degrees, kind of you can adjust your chair height to get as close to that as possible. And then also make sure that your elbows aren't just pulling out to the side because if your elbows are pulling out to the side and you're resting them on your desk, there's a good chance that you'll be hurting your wrist and putting extra strain on the wrist. Also, if your wrists are above your elbows, it can also kind of strain the wrist and throw your posture off because chances are if you're holding your wrists above your elbows, your shoulders are not relaxed. So your shoulders are pulling up into your ears and then you get strain on your neck, you get strain on your back, you're like, oh, I have neck pain. Yeah. So do we see why posture is so important? And then for your posture, just make sure that you're not slouching in the belly. Think of pulling your bottom rib cage to the bottom rib of your rib cage to the top of your hips so that you are creating kind of this posterior pelvic tilt in the chair. I think by just adjusting all of that first, because that again is what your body is doing for most of the day. Like you're not pole dancing or in a pole dancing class for eight hours, but you are probably sitting at a desk for eight hours. So adjust that first, and then that can also just run over and help you in the long run for pull. A little bit about the wrist. (laughs) The wrist joint, it's a synovial joint, and it's made up of your eight carpal bones. They're really little bones in your wrist. And then you have your radius and your ulna, which are the long bones in your forearm. So the wrist, it has four actions. You have flexion, extension, adduction and abduction. So if you're stand or sit, I'm just going to kind of give you an example of all of them. It's hard to do because you can't see me. But again, 
go to my Instagram stories. Um, so if you're sitting or standing with your arms by your side, bend your elbows at a 90 degree angle with your palms facing up. So if you bend the wrist and bringing your fingers up to the ceiling, that is your flexion. Yes, now go back to neutral. If you bend the wrist and bring the fingers down to the floor, that is you extending the wrist. Yes, go back to neutral with the elbows at 90 degree and the palms up. Now think of bending the wrist uh, with the thumbs going away from the body. So you're trying to pull the thumbs away from the body or not the thumbs, actually bending away or bending the wrists away from the body. That is abduction. I used to say this all the time in school to remember abduction. It's the motion of going away. So it's like you're being abducted by aliens, abducted away. Badumcha, no, okay. And then adduction of the wrist is the palms up, elbows bent in 90 degree angle, and you're trying to pull the pinkies or the fingers towards each other, yeah? I can't even like stress this enough, but in pole moves, you want to always go to the biggest joint. Pushing or pulling in pole dancing, your your finger joints aren't as large as your wrist joints. And then your wrist joint isn't as large as your elbow joint. Your elbow joint isn't as large or as strong as your shoulder joint. Meaning the closer you get to the body, the, sh- the closer you get to the center of the body, the larger the joint, the stronger the joint is going to be. So when you're doing moves like handsprings or open brackets or anything like that, you want to be pushing from the shoulders, not from your wrist. Before you even get on the pole, there are wrist exercises that you guys can do. You can do wrist curls with like a one pound weight or it doesn't even actually you don't even need one pound weight. You can grab a water bottle, a full water bottle and just do wrist curls. It's almost like doing bicep curls, but you're just doing it uh, bending at the wrist then flip the palm down and then do wrist extensions with the water bottle as well. The wrist and all joints, they love circles because you're hitting all planes of motion. So do wrist circles to warm your wrist up to circling in and out. And I actually know a few of my students, they have the power balls. So you can look into getting a power ball, which is great for the wrist. I think they're like like literally $10 on Amazon or just go to powerballs.com. I believe, um, and they stabilize and strengthen your forearms and they're really beneficial for the mobilization of your wrist. And then another more advanced wrist strengthener is doing planks or like handstands. Planks are really great, but you just want to make sure that your alignment is there. If your alignment is off, you can actually do more harm than good. So for the planks, you can do it with the knees down or you can do it uh, knees up, but be sure to stack your shoulders over your elbows and then stack your your elbows over your wrist. So while everything is stacked, Make sure that you're you're using the whole surface of the palm of your hands and your fingers are spread wide apart. Then you want to think of pushing your shoulders towards the ground or like you're trying to push the floor away from you and separate your shoulder blades to get them as far away from each other as possible. So this is like a great weight-bearing wrist exercise for you. Again, I'm going to keep saying this. Go to my IG stories because I do a lot of uh, weight-bearing wrist exercises to get ready for the pole or to get ready for handstands or whatever. Back to using the largest joint. I'm going into pole dancing vocabulary now. <laughs> so for example, if I'm doing a forearm climb, forearm climb is 
you know, pushing away with the bottom arm that's bent. The top arm is going to be straight. Bottom arm is bent and pressing away from and pressing into the pole to create that space between you and the pole. Before you even start climbing the pole, check in to see where the shoulder placement is on your bottom bent arm. Reset. Take the top arm, reach it up high, and then bottom arm low. Is your shoulder up in your ears if you're doing, if you're trying to do a forearm climb from there? If so, you're going to put a strain on your wrist because you're ultimately going to be pushing from the wrist and bending it and not pushing from the shoulder. Now, go back, reset. I mean, just do this in your head if you're not at a pole. Top arm is reaching over the head. It's pulling down. And then the bottom arm is bent, pressing the forearm up against the pole. Your elbow should be below your nipple, below your boob. Actually, actually, your elbow should, the tip of your elbow should almost be in line with your belly button. That way you're able to create enough space to push away from the pole with your shoulder and not from your wrist. So this time when you're pulling with the top arm, pushing out of the bottom arm, the shoulder is low, the wrist and the elbow are in line with each other and you're not creating this strain that you don't need to have. Yeah. So when you turn your shoulders on or pull them down, activate them, whatever you're pole dancing language is it's such a game changer because you're working with the larger muscles and also when you go into your shoulder you also are going to be turning on your obliques your lats your back so again think of going to the larger joint to get the most action to get the most bang for your buck and to not put strain on your wrist yes another issue that i see (laughs) is when people are doing the open bracket move. So a lot of people wanna do, you know, the open bracket move when the top arm is reaching up high and the bottom arm is low and you can do like the little air walks and stuff like that. I see this a lot. The bracket is actually not big enough. So top arm high, bottom arm is low, the thumb down. You're creating this push-pull action with the arms and the, the legs are hanging straight down. If the bracket is not big enough, you're gonna create strain again in the wrist and the elbow and the shoulder. So again, Push the shoulder down, push that bottom arm into the pole, and push the pole away with the bottom arm. Your wrist and elbow should be in a straight line for your open bracket. So you're pulling with the top arm, pushing out of the bottom arm, make the bracket bigger than you think you need to, and think of it almost like someone punched you in the belly to create the space between the pole and your torso. Things like handsprings and open brackets and push pulls and all of that stuff. Whenever the bottom arm is straight and it's pushing from the shoulder, you want to be sure to have your trigger finger hand with the bottom arm, meaning your index finger should look like a trigger finger or a gun or whatever it is that you want to call it. And the other three fingers can be together. You will add more strain on the wrist if you're, and you'll put it in like adduction overload if the index finger is next to the other three fingers. So by having the trigger finger, you keep the wrist straight, you keep the wrist in line with the elbow, and you're able to create more of a push from the shoulder versus bending at the uh, wrist and bending at the elbow to create a, a force that you don't need. Yeah. The shoulder, again, I'm always going back to the shoulder. A lot of times if people are thinking like, oh, my wrist hurts, it's probably because you're pushing or pulling from the wrong place. So again, this has been short and sweet. Those are kind of my tips um, for you guys. I guess my get them goal this week, and I cannot stress this enough because I see students do this all the time. I'll sing it for you. It's the get them goals. It's the get them goals. Hey, hey, it's the get them goals um, is to 
take your time and don't do moves that you're not ready for. So what if you can get into these crazy moves and you can bust out a rainbow Marchenko and all of that stuff, but what does the journey look like getting into that move? If the journey looks like a train wreck, just do yourself a favor, step back, build the strength, and just go with the flow of it instead of forcing these moves. There's a difference between like training hard and kind of training dumb. I don't mean to say that in such a mean way, but there's a difference in that. You know, pole dancing, is, it's such a journey. It's such a great journey to have. Um, and it's such a gift to have that there's, it's not a race. It's your own journey. You're not racing with anybody else. Just really take your time and embrace where you are. The moves will come. They will come. If you stay consistent, if you stay in class, if you stay healthy, but uh, people blow out their shoulders because they're just doing dumb shit on the pole. They hurt their wrist because they're just like doing crazy shit. Like if you're in a level one class, you should not be trying level three things. I see this all the time. Yes. That even goes for like spin pole as well. Just, just not doing things that your body is not ready for because you will hurt yourself in the long run. And I know a bunch of us are not 18 years old and you can't bounce back. I'm 34. There is some shit that I'm just not gonna do because my body just doesn't want to do it. I guess that's my get em goal. That was kind of a lengthy get em goal, but stay in your lane and stay in your pole dancing lane. Take the steps that you need to take to get to the place that you need to get and really embrace this journey of pole dancing. That's basically all I have to say today for you guys. I hope you guys have an amazing rest of the week. I am tired just because I've just been doing a lot of work and just getting back in the swing of things. Full disclosure, I've just been really drained. But I'm going on vacation soon, an actual vacation. No pole dancing, no I don't have to wear pole shorts. I'm not bringing pole shorts. I'm actually going on a real vacation. <laughs> and I'm so excited for it. Oh, shit. I said excited. Damn it. I'm ecstatic. I think that's going to be my new word. Ecstatic for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, until then, you guys, make sure to, again, check out my Instagram story because I will have all of the things for you guys about the wrist and um, enjoy these wrist exercises. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Be courageous. Be sexy. Be strong. Talk to you later. Bye.